When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That better be water. Can you? It's water. It is water from a water glass. Can you hear me now? You are loud and clear. Okay. Am I too loud and too clear? <laughs> There's no such thing. Chaz Smith, we are sitting in the middle of a burning house here on January 25th, 2024. It's all coming down, except are you saying literally or figuratively? Figuratively. Oh, you and okay. I jointly in different locations. I was going to say, oh, wine. It's wine o'clock for you? It's a Thursday night show, dude. So Chaz and I usually record by 9 a.m., around 9 a.m., I'd say. Uh, today we're doing a 5.30 afternoon show. How Do you think it's going to be better or worse? way better the best show ever i think so too i'm coming in feeling exactly that way i'll tell you what david lee scales something about oh i thought about this today and i thought i better not forget this because i wanted to remember it uh i thought about you a lot today vis-a-vis the david lee roth and wolfgang uh wolfgang uh, how do I forget? Affection? No. The, uh, Wolfgang, what's his dang last name? Evetter, or not? Wolfgang Van Halen. Van, I love that I, the Van Halen was the last name I forgot. Not the Roth, but the Van Halen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, David Lee Roth fully calling Wolfgang Van Halen out today. Did you see oh, this? Oh, I didn't even, I didn't see this story now. Oh, this was headline news. Is He called him a little something it was some cuss word and then can you believe this guy something like that but yeah david lee roth going hard at wolfgang van halen what did wolfgang do to him so <clears throat> apparently wolfgang had kicked uh two girls that uh david lee roth had backstage out of a show and then kicked another one out of another show and it was kind of an incoherent rant but david lee roth uh, was talking about how they were actually the accountants. They had all the checks for everybody. And Wolfgang Van Halen thought they were groupies for David Lee Roth and blah de blah, blah but look at how dumb you are for kicking out the accountants. <clears throat> but, yeah, I really thought, David Lee Roth, that is who well, you got named after. David that is my, Lee Roth. That is my namesake. And if you'll remember, I wanted to name our son Wolfgang. Wolfgang, I know. But yeah. you, you could have had this whole... I know. Yeah, that's what captivated me today. That's why I was thinking, this is not great because we have David Lee Roth really mad at Wolfgang. He was basically saying Wolfgang is a Nepo baby, that Wolfgang has no talent, 
the only way he is where he is is because his last name is Van Halen. For shame. Um, I'm going to have to look into the story further before I pick sides. I'm not sure who I agree with on this one. I mean, David Lee hard. Roth is pretty nuts, and he is uh, often like impossible. He's unintelligible often in his rants. So, I mean, but that is your namesake. So I, I think that it should be your go-to. And also on the surface, Wolfgang Van Halen is an Epo baby, unless I yes. don't listen to Wolfgang Van Halen's music enough uh, to know, is he actually talented? Who knows? I, I haven't listened either. I have a feeling if he was, we would have heard his music by now. It's the truth. And he has yeah. a like, the combo of obviously lineage and being named Wolfgang Van Halen, where Valerie Bertinelli is your mother also, let's just, and you're still like a sub, like, huh? Yeah, you've got to be, I think, probably spectacularly untalented in order for him not to be like household name. Yeah. Valerie Burton Ernie is what how I always refer to <laughs> her. Um, can you double check to make sure that your computer is oh, drawing man, from the, the correct I microphone? Sure can it's doing this lately, ain't it? Uh, I can't quite tell. It doesn't sound bad, but it doesn't sound as good as I remember it sounding. And that, yeah, we're dry here. I'm gonna okay. pull it. I'm gonna pull it close here. Oh, is that, that better? That's all it is. Yeah, it's okay. just far away. Yep. Okay. Well, as I stated in the opening, the burning house is the WSL. It was a train headed for a cliff, maybe a car that was on a train track with a train headed towards it. I don't remember which analogy we were using previously, but I feel like it's actively burning and it's a house that we're all inside of. And actually maybe we're on the outside of it. And those in the organization are on the inside mm -hmm. and they're smiling. Maybe they got a little carbon monoxide and it's made them loopy and they don't quite understand what's happening or they just refuse to acknowledge it. But everybody's acting like everything is hunky-dory and not acknowledging that the two greatest female surfers that have ever existed on the planet with a combined total of, I think, 13 world titles and one gold medal, walked away. Walked away. Accord. Walked away. And let's just be frank about this. One in absolute prime. Carissa Moore is a spry 31, I think, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie Gilmore is on the other side, but I think still just 35. And her style of surfing is ageless right and so she could go on and do this for another solid five years easy yeah. five years uh neither of them were pushed both of them walked both of them yeah. said chris has said i'm taking forever off uh stephanie said i'm taking the year off but let's just be honest that's forever off too like i don't know why she made that claim to be honest yeah i think it's just the polite thing to. i think it keeps job opportunities open for you. So whether it's your sponsors or your fans or wildcard opportunities or whatever, just saying that I'm taking a year off allows them to keep gifting you those things, you know, I'm not gifting, she earned them. See but. what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except for, okay, so I see you. I see you, the two, and let's just be frank here. These aren't just two good, like, women servers. Carissa and Steph are like, I mean, this is partially the face of the brand these are surfers that 
it's not just like, a, oh, okay, who cares, right? Who cares about the women's side? No, 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 no. Like these are icons who are exceptional and people watch, like this is beyond men, women. This is yeah. surfers. This is top tier talent, yeah. top tier talent leaving of their own volition, except right when I was ready to dance around and watch it burn, what do you make of this ESPN business? And also, Jason Momoa coming on today. Jason Momoa. And I love the surfer magazine AI bots who just don't understand things. Like, I guess that's the best part about AI, right? Is fooling at this nascent say, stage of AI, is fooling AI is what's funny. Uh, and so Derek Riley has loved, in the Derek Riley way, has loved to throw in who are the biggest gay icons in surfing, right? And we get all kinds of people. We get Greg Knoll, I think. Uh, you know, we get all kinds of whatever. Derek's always tricking AI into saying people are gay. That's Derek. Uh, but is, is he writing articles about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About These are regularly. He, will, he hasn't done one in a while, but for a while there was the – who is the – best gay surfer and it would be yeah i think greg Knoll was one of the best gay surfers according to ai uh so ai is silly and thus surfer magazine is silly since it is ai now and i think their headline was jason momoa sponsors the wsl or something like that or the wsl sponsors jason momoa. there's some real awkward thing there ai yeah. derivative but uh yeah jason momoa what do you make of that He's no slouch. Yeah, but it's a very tenuous connection that you're trying to Jason, the for the listeners, Jason Momoa is probably not even full owner, but an investor in a canned water company who is now partnering with the WSL. That's the story, right? That is. But then also ESPN, the worldwide leader in sport, David Lee Scales. But also I have more questions about this real quick. I haven't done the deep dive. I haven't done my surf journalism yet. Uh, does, so for the listener who doesn't know, the WSL just announced day before the Jason Momoa announcement uh, that it was officially going on with uh, ESPN. ESPN was now the you know Part broadcast sponsor or whatever. Partnering with ESPN Plus to stream live events. Does that mean no more YouTube, no more anything? No. Does that mean it's, it's in addition to? Are you sure? No. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the thing. If if they put surfing behind the paywall, the ESPN Plus paywall, quietly before the uh, season it's dead. starts. It's dead in the tracks. It is, I mean, such an epic death rattle, though. Like, nobody will watch, nobody will care. But what's, I mean, this is something I guess we need to discuss further. Uh, let's unpack this without knowing anything, shall we? It's what we do best. <laughs> So let's assume that it's still streaming on YouTube, Facebook, WorldSurfLeague.com. And WorldSurfLeague.com. Let's assume there are three free streaming sites where you're getting this thing. ESPN is very certainly not paying for this, right? They're not paying for, okay, this is streaming in real time. We're going to broadcast it on television. Okay. Uh, either WSL, you're paying us, or alternatively, 
you're giving us this content for free and then you're really leaning into it on your socials of selling, hey, subscribe and you get it, you know, ESPN plus, da, 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 right? I mean, what's the, what's the game here? Great question. I think it's, I mean, it, it, it must be for free. There's definitely no way ESPN is paying for- No, no, ESPN- right, for, There's no, that's not even an option. Absolutely. ESPN has not opened the wallet. If somebody's opening the wallet, it's likely the WSL, except they have no money in the wallet, except it's Dirk Ziff's. I, yeah, there's got to be some sort of exchange, though. I think it's the WSL paying ESPN, whether it's money or not, some sort of a a deal where the WSL is paying to utilize their platform to access more audience. Uh, but what audience? The ESPN Plus audience? I mean, let's not forget. I, well, I don't think it's a... I think it's um, it validates the WSL in a certain way for sports fans in general, quote, unquote. Yeah, except to be listed alongside volleyball, <laughs> bowling, uh, in whatever else they're doing on ESPN yeah. Plus. I mean, somebody when the story was posted on Beach Grit, somebody uh, in the comments did the screen grab of of uh, was it uh, Dodgeball the movie? Yeah, uh, the ESPN Ocho, movie, the Ocho, ESPN Eight, the Ocho. <laughs> This is totally the Ocho. Um, look, it's not a bad move for the WSL. If it is, depending on what they paid, if they paid, it's not a bad move. ESPN's Disney. Like there's a certain kind of clout that comes with being in bed with that, with Disney and opportunities that might arise. And maybe there's a sponsorship, um, you know, advertisements that run, they get a split or something like that. So I don't think it's a bad deal. People who are on ESPN plus maybe get fed the surfing and maybe end up watching the surfing. Let's let, like, cause so they're also advertising, uh, whatever amount of episodes of WSL behind the scenes, which let's go back and unpack this a little bit too. Did not, uh, make or break. That was a Disney plus show. Was it not Apple plus? Apple Plus. Okay, so this is because. Okay, so what is this? Because they're also getting X amount of episodes of WSL, whatever the show is called, WSL behind the scenes. Oh, which, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's also included in this, which I was assuming was make or break repackaged, thinking that it was, but no. Now, so there's going to be behind the scenes apparently. Yeah, well, that might make sense. Like if there was an opportunity to have exclusive content that's only available on ESPN and then part of that deal is you will also stream our stuff with you uh, on your platform. I mean, maybe that makes sense. None of it may. Let's be honest here. Let's be quite frank. Let's be 5.44 p.m. on a Thursday evening after lots of work and driving and blah de blah Frank. None of it makes sense. Uh, ESPN is and espn plus in particular is flailing disney is sinking hard disney is having a lot of problems yeah they're like okay uh let's we'll cast lines out here wsl's like we're here we'll give you our content for free this is a two losing i don't think espn is a losing company overall but yeah. espn is in trouble right now they're WSL having a banner is, bad year Banner bad year. WSL is clearly a dumpster fire. 
we have two flailing entities kind of making a marriage bed in hell. Well, somebody also sent me a DM, maybe to you too, and they were like, I haven't seen this many sponsors slapped on an event since I watched NASCAR, basically. Yeah. You know, like, or since I've seen a NASCAR, I guess. But it's like the Lexus Pipe Pro presented by Yeti and not even on the poster, also represented somehow, quote, represented. I don't know what that even means. Florence Marine X and Visla. Visla and Florence Marine X, I think, have been kicked down the like ladder to be now official clothing sponsors. But now, like, ESPN is going to be somewhere on this NASCAR right. fender. Uh, for sure. Oh, now we have Jason Momoa's canned water is on the NASCAR fender. Uh, we have, I mean, you're exactly right where Bailey ladders was totally foolish and funny. Now we have Bailey ladders plus like it is the ba e ESPN plus of sponsorships. Bailey's doesn't even get a logo on the poster but they use a Bailey ladder to put up the poster and then take a photograph from there. So you can see the Bailey ladder in the imagery, but it's not actually on the poster. I mean, let's just really truly again, be now 5.46 PM on a Thursday evening, Frank. Uh, you sure that's water in your glass? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but I don't, I don't see this going beyond this year. Like, it's again, I mean, we, I bury, I straight buried the lead of Carissa and Steph getting out. Uh, but this whole thing seems like it's done, it's cooked. They're gonna limp through this year, they're gonna get to the Olympics again. We've been talking about this, they're gonna get to the Olympics. Dirk's gonna be like kind of trying to beat the drum. I don't know how you haven't had the drum beaten hard leading in the Olympics, is not that far away, like. No. You should be really in your buildup here. And if your buildup is being on the Ocho <laughs> and like with a last minute announcement as well, like straight the events like coming days in seven, before five days, four days, days before yeah. days before we got oh, everybody. We got the Ocho. We're here. Like it's been crickets up until, I mean, the press release announcing the like kickoff of the 2024 championship tour season came like we've had these it was like two like two days before the ocho announcement was that oh we're actually starting again then we got the ocho and now we got jason it's like the pr pr interns finally got woken up like hey i know we're not paying you guys but you actually do something and this right. is what they're doing i was pretty upset about it all chris Moore felt like it's just a you know slap in the face really like to do what they've done to her i was upset for carissa Moore, and at this point i'm laughing i'm not upset anymore i'm enjoying it it's like the house burning down and i'm part of i'm just laughing at it it's hilarious and it's amazing so it's become farcical i guess is what it is it's become a satire well and i mean the truth of the matter is like this Dirk Ziff with his whatever big ambitions he thought he had, which I don't even know if they were ever his or no, they like it was knows? always going to be a philanthropy for him. But there were people within the organization who saw that as an opportunity to have big aspirations. But whatever they did, whatever brain trust they were, uh, they did 
I feel so poorly that people will look back. So it's not like you're going to look back on 50 years from now. Nobody's going to look back on professional surfing as, oh man, you know, we had these champions and we did this thing. And people will think, I think in 50 years, people will look back and say, wait a second, there was such a thing as professional surfing and not people. I'm saying the one fifth grader who is in the library researching a project and comes to his teacher and says, teacher, 50 years ago, there was this thing called professional surfing and there were champions. And the teacher will say, no. And fifth grader will show them the world book and say, yes, look it. This guy named Kelly Slater won a bunch of them. I like turtles. This girl named Chris Amora won a bunch. This girl named Stephanie Gilmore won a bunch. Professional, it was like professional surfing. And okay. teacher's going to say, you know why that's absurd is because it was never meant to be in the first place. Exactly. It it would be, and it's amazing that it even lasted this far. I mean, completely. It, it, it would be the equivalent of saying professional art tour. Yeah. And we're going to deem who's the best painter. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, oh my God, can you believe Van Gogh won back in 1865 or whatever the year Van was? Van Gogh was like, like a seriously eight time. Van Gogh was an eight time world art champion except he wasn't because he never sold the painting they didn't identify it till after he died but he would have been if he, you know what i mean like <laughs> like that's how absurd it is i mean it's kind of as absurd as picking an oscar winner or something you know what i mean like that is what surfing is it was never meant to be uh there can be professional surfers but contest professional surfing is absurd from the get-go it was always a square peg in a round hole so let us then Really, us from our perch at 5.51 p.m. on a, on a Thursday evening with clear Are you using vision. your Veyer watch right now? How is your timekeeping <laughs> so accurate? My Veyer watch, veyerwatches.com. It's yours. You can know exactly what time it is to and know exactly when real ultimate moments are happening in real time. But here we go. You and I now can look back on this thing in real time and mock it, but we can also appreciate the people who brought an absurd thing into existence and made it real, which Rabbit Bartholomew, Rabbit Bartholomew, this was his vision. He made this thing happen. It lasted for this long and credit to Rabbit for doing something so insanely absurd that it lasted what? What is the whole run of professional surfing? 1964 might have been the first title that was handed out. And once it became an organization, might have been like 72-ish. I, I mean, and WSL claims 76, right? With okay. the, I mean, start of the whatever version of pro surfing. Yeah. So let's say, let's split the difference and say 74 to 2024, which is... 50 years. 50 years. Let's call it. A professional Rabbit Bartholomew's vision lasted 50 years. Half a decade, or half a decade, half a century. That's a solid run for anything. Like, things built, I mean, what? We can look at, like, I don't know, Ford Motor Company, which is still going on and stuff like that. But it's like, I mean, 
not much lasts for 50 years. Will Tesla no. last for 50 years? I doubt it. Like Rabbit Bartholomew's vision, 50 years, David Lee Scales. Let's toast. Cheers. To the, P to the P.T. Barnum of surfing. Rabbit <laughs> Bartholomew. That's an unfortunate legacy, considering he's such a great surfer, such a great man. It's a great legacy, though. He made but, something well, absurd I'm, last for 50 years. I get it. But I'm saying for it to go out in a dumpster fire is not. Yeah, everything always goes out. In, it. Sure. Every, but when things go out, nothing ever goes out except for Chris Amore. Like, exactly. And Steph Gilmore. Look, Steph Gilmore didn't quite do it as poetically as Carissa exactly. Moore. But if it wasn't for Carissa Moore, Steph's would have been pretty classic. That's the thing, though. We have Mother Carissa doing it perfectly. We have Steph. Princess dies, Steph. I don't want to say she pulled a Kelly here, but it was like a week after and like a week after and a full on like, oh, I'm taking a year off. Right. Like yeah. Carissa had. I mean, did you see the comments? In Carissa's I'm out post. Yeah. yeah. It was everybody. Legit yeah. everybody. I scrolled. It was blue tick after blue tick. And now I know that's not as important because you can buy the blue tick. But it was <laughs> Kelly, Kyle Lenny. It was who's who, every John John, every single notable surfer on earth was weighing in on Carissa saying, love you. Thanks for your service. So long. Uh, Steph's. God bless Steph. I got love Steph Gilmore. Nothing against Steph, but it was a real half-baked Carissa Moore out. Like Carissa. This is not, this is not a reflection of Stephanie. I'm going to make an argument for Stephanie right here. Love Stephanie. This, no. Stephanie had inside intel, knew Carissa Moore would be doing this, knew that there was a New York Times article attached to it. And Stephanie said, I'm going to take second seat. I'll play second fiddle here. I'm going to let Carissa do her thing. I'll wait a couple days and just do mine quietly after her and let Carissa get, you know, full limelight. You sure? That's my guess. Because if you wanted to do that game, she didn't need to announce nothing. She could have just showed up at pipe and then withdrawn from whatever she was going to withdraw. I mean, is, is uh, Steph doing nothing? She did not announce much she simply made an instagram post so it wasn't like a proper announcement i'm just gonna say now, and, and to answer your question i do not think she's surfing pipe she's just taking the year off full stop yeah so i mean i wonder there's no way that the can the gilmore and more camps are uh in contact or do you think they are I think i i just think that stephanie is such a class act and such a too. good human being that if she had that intel, that would have been her move. And it seems to me that she would have that intel and that she did make that move. Well, good on, I mean, again, nothing, this is not to at all tar Stephanie Gilmore's legacy. Like she is as classy and wonderful. And I mean, again, ambassador of the sport. I mean, honestly, she's princess died to Carissa's mother, Teresa. It's you, it's two different things and they're equally amazing. You know what mm. I mean? Well, Except Mother Teresa. For, Actually, except Mother Teresa. We, got Mother Carissa, we have a saint and we have a mortal, like the rest of us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Steph Gilmore is mortal. She is you and I, and the best version of us, right? Steph Gilmore. Carissa is 
dropped straight down from heaven onto this earth, unblemished, not one sin, not one problem. Perfect. And so I guess what do you do if you're Steph Gilmore and you're going up against against perfection? You just you you we, make us you make a misstep. You retire on Instagram in a weird I'm taking the year off way is what you do. We are grateful to have had them both in our time and the WSL is unbelievably lucky to have ever even been associated with both of them. And it is a shame, to be perfectly honest, that both of those women dedicated the prime years of their surfing life to that tour, trying to win titles, because I think that it undermined the surfing that they could have been doing for the last 10 years. I hear you, except they only uh, uh, were undermined since 2015, circa 1976, when Ziff took over. Like... In the Rabbit Bartholomew years, the Dream Tour, all of this, right? Again, I totally hear you and agree that this should have never been anything other than art. Uh, to make it a judged thing is weird. But Dream Tour, it's a good name. Oh, we're going to Fiji. We're going, I, I mean, yeah, like I'd sign on to that all day, every day. I get to travel the world and surf the world's best waves with my bros. I mean, but that's not what it is. Not now, not no. circa, yeah, yeah, or not since 2015, circa 1976. Except, do you remember? Let's think back here. Uh, the do you remember when Globe sponsored the Fiji event? Yeah, do you remember like the I, I would loved those, like, so the, the event obviously it's cloud break and all that, it's phenomenal, but then you have video, and this wasn't like a obviously it wasn't streaming at all, but. I remember whatever iteration of internet it was watching like CJ and Damo playing tennis, right? At like whatever was happening on the island was so fun to peek in on. It was still like, this is surfing, right? We have the best surfers in the world at one of the best waves in the world. And then when they're not surfing at that best wave in the world, they're playing tennis or they're doing fun stuff. And I remember Globe doing a really good job of showcasing whatever, like even at, oh, they're at the bar, like where you got to actually peek in and see this is what's happening. That's fun. Yeah. Hey man, all of that experience is still happening. It's just not happening on the WSL. Now is a his... phenomenal time to be a surfer. It's just a horrible time to be a fan of professional surfing. I mean, how, Okay. Because all those videos, I mean, there's more content now between Instagram and access to kind of everything on a real-time thing and the films that we get to watch at the Florida Surf Film Festival that somehow never see the light of day outside of the Florida Surf Film, Surf, Surf Film Festival. The, I mean, I watch cinematic 90-minute, incredibly highly, you know, high production films through them that are never see the light of day somehow. My point is great time to be a fan of surfing, awful time to be a fan of professional surfing. But let's talk real quick though about the Florida Surf Film Festival, which is, is it this weekend that's happening? I know, I need to look it up. I'll look it up as we're talking. <laughs> Give them okay. some love though. I'll, I'll jibber jabber about it real quick because you're exactly right that like the stuff happening in surfing is it's the best time for the surf fan. I don't know that it's the best time for the surfer. I feel like Fiji WSL or not WSL like ASP days when they could all hang out together 
and then go surf and then hang out together more. Those would have been, I mean, I was there for part of that, right? It was like peak times. I was ASP traveling with it. It was fun, fun, fun. Though, I don't know that the surf fan at home got to fully appreciate that. They can through the film. And you got to go to places to watch these films, though, because you will not be aware of them otherwise. Exactly to your point, Florida, well, Florida Surf Film Festival. Which, by the way, it's next weekend. It's February 2nd and 3rd. Go to floridasurffilmfestival.com. Check it out. We got invited. We're not going to make it this year or this uh, quarter. But... It's an unbelievable event. And uh, yeah, go to go to there. Go check out their Instagram page. You can see what films they're, that they're going to be showcasing. Brad Pitt may well be there. So Brad you... Pitt's down the street right now. And Kelly's yeah. been there in the last I couple like of turtles. events. So. Yeah, yeah. You can actually like star spot there. But I mean, exactly, I guess, to the general point is there's great stuff happening. But this is like life in general now how do you curate the amount of good stuff going on right like how do yeah. you as a i'm just waking up in the morning doing my thing you need to get fed stuff at some point or you need somebody to do the yards of like weeding out what this is what you should watch here's the yeah. best in class of stuff that is exactly what florida uh florida surf film festival they really got to rename it to be honest well it was people are listening to our show at 1.5 that sentence came through at 0.5 <laughs> <laughs> it was the ultimate slow um well what you're talking about that globe event in fiji was there was a period of time where there was an overlap where the best surfing in the world was happening on the world tour so if you wanted to see the best surfers and doing the best surfing in the best waves it happened to be on the world tour I started commenting five years ago that that's no longer the case. You yeah. know what I mean? Until until Felipe did a double alley-oop at Fiji or at uh, J-Bay, right? And Owen Wright got four tens in one event, I think in Fiji Tahiti. or yeah. Tahiti. That's right. Tahiti. No, no, no. Sorry. No, it was. Clabrick. Yeah. So like those kind of insular singular moments were standout moments. But when you look at the rest of the year, it was like, oh my, no, it was somebody else doing something else somewhere else. So it was no longer attracting the best surfers in the world. Um, there were specialized surfers. You know, Gabriel Medina is an unbelievable machine in winning events and all that kind of stuff. But I had the thought, I shared this on the podcast. It might not have been with you, but Taro Watanabe yeah. uh, from Malibu published an edit a few months ago and he was surfing J-Bay and, or he went to J-Bay in the edit and I was watching his surfing, just thinking how beautiful it was. And then I thought to myself, how does this compare to Felipe Toledo surfing J-Bay? And the answer was, it doesn't. They're apples and oranges. There's no way to compare the two, but the WSL and their strict judging criteria, Felipe's surfing to it. And he's doing an incredible job at it. But Taro never would have taken the very interesting, very unique, very beautiful lines that he took if he had been in a heat. In fact, he would have lost that heat. And then he would have looked at Felipe's footage and thought, huh, I need to surf like that guy. And I need to do those. I need to fit more turns in on this wave. And so what you would have is this totally homogenized version of trying to ride a wave. And that is what the WSL has become. It's all the surfers trying to fit through this tiny, tiny 
needle point, you know, and it looked the exact same way. And by the way, the judging is so limited in its scope in that if somebody does something that's never been seen before, like it gets Josh- scored low. It gets scored low. Somebody doing a shove it or somebody doing Josh Kerr doing the club sandwich at Snapper in 2005 or whatever it happens to be. I mean, were, like one of the one of the most remarkable, I think, Kelly Slater, right? Like, I like wasn't it his weird air where he like fell? At and, lowers. Yeah, at he did lowers. A, he did a backside inverted rotation, landed kind of on the board, flat prone, got back up to his feet. But it was such a radical rotation that that's just, he happened to land on his stomach. They gave him a 4.17, right? Exactly. So the Do you actually crime, remember that score as a 4.17? It was a 4.17, yeah. <laughs> I, my memory's gotten worse as I've gotten older, but there's certain things that solidified along the way. We are um, like legit cursed with you and I. With like, this is what we, what percentage of your brain is surfing? Like, and not good surfing. I'm dude, talking like garbage pro surfing all, stuff. <laughs> it's literally 92% and then 8% wine knowledge. <laughs> So oh the point is the judges have this unbelievable limited perspective. And yet all of these surfers who are in the prime of their life, spending a decade of the prime in their life are forcing themselves to surf into this homogeneity that is limiting of their own abilities because they could be expressing tons of creativity outside of it. I'm ashamed to be involved. But here's the thing, though. It's got to be, I mean, okay, so the crop coming up, we got an epic crop coming up, let's be frank, right? We have our turtle friend, uh, what's his name? That dude. Paul Hausman. Yeah. That bro surf sick. Uh, we got Katie Simmers. We got, I mean, more, I guess, on the women's side than the men's of, like, yeah, where are you more excited in terms of progression, in terms of excitement, in terms of uh, spark and flair. It's all women's side, right? I mean, you got Cole. How she likes turtles. But I looked at his head after our last podcast and realized he wasn't trying to do turtle. He was trying to do cheetah. Hey, don't undermine CJ's sense of humor. <laughs> Siege, love you. Come on, uh, dude. Uh, I thought uh, CJ nailed it. But also, yeah, turtle. But also, besides Cole... Are you interested in any Kate, male surfer coming up? So Cade Cade Madsen, don't care. Uh, Crosby Colapinto, don't care. My to my exact earlier point, they all are surfing to a formula. If those guys had never been put through the QS ringer, they would be very, very. I mean, they're unbelievably talented. They're surfing. Who knows where it could have gone? You know what Phenomenal. I mean? Like now, instead, they're just compressing into some version of Kaloe Andino and Griffin Colapinto. And maybe there'll be a degree or two better in certain ways, but it's not going to be a huge contribution to the culture or the sport. Well, and here's the other thing too. I mean, so aside, but you're more excited with the women coming up. Yeah. I honestly, the Sierra Kerrs, the Katie I, Simmers, the, I, I mean, I, feel I honestly like, could not give a crap about any of it anymore, except for survival league. I not, want my survival pick to win. Otherwise, I would not be paying attention at this point. Okay, so Survival League, for those who aren't involved or know, is truly the best. Uh, it's not fantasy. It, Calling it's it just, fantasy is dumb. The only thing it's not is, fantasy. 
it's the reason why the reason why I'm only engaged in that is it's twenty dollars to enter and it's a seven thousand dollar purse with three surfboards attached. It's a no brainer. Twenty bucks, no brainer. And I fully think they blew the the seven thousand dollar, but I think now it might be stuck with seven. I don't know. I didn't read. What do you mean blew it? I think he accidentally announced that it was seven k. I think it's always supposed to be five (laughs) k. Oh no! But I but who knows what's happening there? Either five or seven. Seven? Five. I'd be happy with five too. I'm just saying for 20 bucks for the entire season. It's not 20 bucks per event, but this, 20 bucks for the entire season. I'm in. This is what I've always felt though, as a, his fantasy sport came on for me as a older person. I was like, how can I play fantasy? This is weird. Like yeah, I tried to totally. do a couple years of fantasy baseball and fantasy football once. I was like, wait a second. I'm too old for this. Even like this was a long, this is when I was like low twenties and I was thinking, I, I'm not doing fantasy. I'm a, at this point, even though I'm low twenties, I'm an adult male. I can't do fantasy. So what survival league does, I feel this is stinking gambling, but it is gambling on a real clear premise of like, you pick your one dude. So those who don't know, I mean, everybody who listens to this podcast you should survive a league for $20. It's worth. Yeah. When you gamble, when you go mm-hmm. to Vegas and throw down whatever in blackjack, you're not necessarily expecting to win. You're expecting an adrenaline spike. It's a $20 worth of an adrenaline spike. This is straight that, right? Like yeah. you pick your surfer. I made it so far last year, way further than I should have and died eventually. But every single contest i thought here i am like it kept I w- it keeps me engaged i wanted to see it so yeah sign up I, when i go if i ever have gambled it's been very few times in vegas like at a proper casino i come up with a number that i'm comfortable gambling sure. that um makes me not vomit but if i'm it when i lose that money i still feel pissed about it and if i ever win and I'm up double, then I'm ready to vomit. And I'm like, I can't lose it. Like I just, it's all anxiety all the time. This is 20 bucks. You can earn 7,000. That's it. There's no middle, like where you're up to 2000 and you have to decide whether do I get yeah, off the table no. now or do I try to make 4,000? No, 20 bucks, full season. You get to play the full end or you don't get to play the full season if you lose, but 20 bucks for the entire season. You can't buy back in for $7,000 and three Panda surfboards. It's a no brainer. The only reason I want the WSL to survive is for survival league at this point, to be honest, like this is the best part of it. Like, which I guess in all weird things like art, whatever, like it's the weird offshoots that actually work where survival league is so much fun. So good anyone and everyone should sign up and do it 20 bucks you win it's fun it's actually fun to watch you don't even just think and watch i don't watch but you like be engaged if your dude gets through then sweet and there you go as as it we're talking about weird things that are offshoots (laughs) um i watched a movie this last week that i've been meaning to watch forever and i just had not for some reason from like the late nineties, probably it's called Buffalo 66. Oh, the Vincent Gallo movie with yes. Christina Ricci. Have you ever I've seen, seen this? it? Of course. It's excellent. Epic. Oh I my mean, gosh. 
those movies, those late, oh man, I don't want stinking nostalgia, but that run of films there, there was great. I mean, Vincent Gallo in the news recently for being sexually weird to his co-stars, but also Vincent Gallo, Vincent Gallo has rapist eyes that nobody else on the world has. Dude, so I checked him, like, I was like, what's this guy done since 1995, you know? Was so, it rapey movies? Uh, I didn't see any films, but I found him on Instagram, and he was selling t-shirts. He has an Instagram account, and he was, like, trying to make art, and he was, like, selling t-shirts that are literally, like, Hanes white t-shirts that cost $4, and he'd, like, take a Sharpie and, like, write on them some provocative statement, and he was trying to sell them for, like, $500. Oh, man, 500 Like, if it was 20 I'd be all in on a weird Vincent Gallo thing. Vincent no. Gallo has the, like... Ain't it weird that some people are born looking like serial serial killers? Was he like, born that way or did he develop it? I don't know. Charles Manson, I look at him and I think, yep, you were a serial killer. Like You got to see childhood photos though, because that'll be the indicator. Yeah, I guess so. But Vincent Gallo is a straight up like freak looking guy. Like, so the those film piercing blue eyes and his weird. Yeah. Intense. Very, yeah. very intense. So the first two thirds of the film, first two acts. I was like, I'm in, but it's like slow paced, independent, dialogue driven, character driven. Like I'm in, but it takes a little, like, don't look at your phone. You'll get distracted and you won't appreciate it. The third act goes off the rails. And it was like, I was so thrilled that I had paid attention for the first two acts because the third act, it like shifts tone, direction, all of it. It gets wild and it's really really good it pays off i feel that's what the 90s had was they could like kind of assume an attention span where we're gonna slow roll you're in the theater you know you're not none of this was streaming or anything you don't we're not worried about you clicking off it like so we can actually slow roll you into something that then booms and then you go tell people about it and say, this is awesome. And then people go see it because exactly. yeah, people had like time to blow you now with streaming. I reckon you got to have your audience within the first two minutes or people are just, oh, yeah, I'm done with it. Totally. hundred yeah. percent. And by the way, never a better casting choice than Christina Ricci in that film. I mean, the, uh, Going back to Steph Gilmore and uh, Chris Moore in the pantheon of characters, like I feel that Christina Ricci, Vincent Gallo, I'll throw him in there too. Like there are these people who will live on surfing, rest in peace, done forever, right? I feel Chris Moore, Mother Chrissa, live on. Steph Gilmore will live on in like people will talk about them, people will share their videos in 25 years, 50 years, 100 years. Look at this thing, right? Uh, Vincent Gallo, Christina Ricci. There's so many of those sub actors too where you didn't need to be a major star, uh, but you definitely made your mark where, again, toasting to both Mother Carissa and Steph. You guys went and did it. You earned it. Um, I've got a trivia question for you right now that came to mind that i just want to burn you with yes who won the women's world title last year 
it was not Katie Simmers. Sure wasn't. It was the Caroline Marks. Boom. Got, got it. Boom. You nailed it. It didn't happen quick. <laughs> no, it was memory, a real. I did not pull out my phone to find that. I had it. But this is my point is like not only my point of our memories fading with our <laughs> older age. My point is. Who cares anymore? Like, and it's the WSL is doing a disservice to Caroline Marks. Well, you know what I, I mean? Like, and I haven't even seen Caroline Marks advertising this or pushing this out or selling using this in her brand of no, doesn't even matter anymore. Like world surf champion. She yeah. doesn't, she doesn't care. Nobody cares. Yeah, doesn't care. Nobody cares. But I would love to see what Caroline Marks would have done if she dedicated these best years of her life to surfing <laughs> instead yeah. of competing. And so that, by the way, leads me to what's Steph going to do this next year? Steph, if Steph actually focused on making a free surf film, which very few female surfers ever have in their careers, it would be an amazing use of her time. So let's even talk about uh, her exit. I'm out Instagram post. There was the one drone follow of her on that wave. Not a critical wave, not a crazy wave. It's her cruising down a normal wave, doing a floater, dropping mm -hmm. back in. I watched that multiple times. Like beautiful. It was so something about that was so perfect. And it wasn't not in a weird way, not in any way. It was just like a perfect surf clip, I felt. How do you define poetry? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't assign it is what it is. It's its and own reason for being. And it's you can't put words on top of the words. It's just beautiful. I mean, if she went out and did a surf film like that, again, this wave wasn't a, for those who haven't seen it, you can go watch uh, Steph Gilmore's goodbye, whatever, for a year Instagram thing. But it was what? Like a three to four foot wave? Not even. It's like knee to waist high. Yeah. Yeah. And her like gentle pumps to the floater to whatever that was, I was abs like that was surfing. Yep. Congrats. Enjoy your time off. Yep. Make it permanent. The yep. WSL doesn't deserve you. Nope. Well, hey, they are watches. We mentioned them already, but boom, tools to live by. They're the ultimate tool for you to carry every single day. Perpetual timekeeping assembled in the USA. Free USA shipping, easy returns, waterproof warranty. Veyer is spelled V-A-E-R, veyerwatches.com. A listener needs to know our tools to live by, Chaz. Let's help. Let's do it. David and Chaz, I am in somewhat of a pickle and I need your sage advice. My daughter is 18 months old and has become firm friends with a little boy of a similar age who we will just call Mason. They have play dates, attend groups together, etc., and have such and as such, my partner and the mother of this other child have become firm friends. Last week, my partner, God lover, uttered those fateful words. She said, "I think you really would like Mason's dad. He surfs also." My heart sank. Like you, David, I actively avoid self-identifying as a surfer, despite it being all that despite it being an all-consuming obsession since my early teens, I've since been forced to meet up with this stranger and indeed surf, quote, with him. And although I like this kid and I like the wife, I don't like him. What do I do? 
He now has my number and he texts me multiple times a day. I've been polite for the sake of not wanting to jeopardize my partner's relationship with the other mom, but man, it's just too much. Any guidance would be greatly appreciated. Keep work, get barrel, keep this anonymous in case that effort listens. Here we go. Anonymously good advice here. It's real easy to be an annoying friend. Let's be honest. Uh, and I'm not talking about over texting this bro. I'm saying you're busy. He texts. You don't respond for a couple days, three days, four days. Oh, sorry, man. I was busy, right? Mm. Happens. Mm. Uh, the slow roll to oblivion is what you do right here. Because then you're not like, you're not hurting anything at all. You're just slow rolling it to nothing where that's your game. You don't respond right away. You let stuff bake in the tag. You hit him back. You hit him back, but it's like four days late. Oh man, bro. Sorry. Uh, Hey, what's up? You know, never proactive, obviously. Yeah. Only reactive, super slow. The super slow reactive gets the sends or, the message. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't send the message like he'll just, yeah, exactly. like he won't ever think this bro. That's the thing. He won't, will never think this bro doesn't like me. He'll just okay. stop doing it himself. Right. Like he'll just stop reaching out because it's whatever. Oh yeah. He's busy or whatever. Right. Like where well, that's the thing you, you're not like, Hey, I don't like you. You don't want to send that message. You want to send the message of I'm flaky and unreliable. Great advice as always, because if he interprets it as anything other, it then jeopardizes his wife. That guy's wife is then going to talk to your partner and be like, I think Jeff and Jason are having a fight. Like, why, why yeah. doesn't Jason reply to Jeff's text messages? What's going on? You know, and then women take that very seriously. Yes. Not to make a stereotype, but uh, yes. so that becomes something. So you're right. My personal strategy and I've been called out by this on this is it's the slow burn that you're talking about, but it goes from delayed response to the text messages to then delayed emphasizing of the text messages. Yes. So instead of replying with text and, you know, words, you just thumbs up it or exclamate it. Okay. So this is, this is a whole world. I still have never gotten into i have never once done this on a text uh a thumbs up and like so i feel you could share more tools to live by on how do you actually do this yeah that is the move that is like i'm ba banter ping pong back and forth right and then at a certain point and to be honest it's not intentional sometimes it's just i'm busy like maybe it's even just tonight like we're texting tonight, but then I end up cooking dinner. And so I have less time to text. And so throughout the course of that exchange, I will then not reply. They'll reply, they'll reply three times for my every one reply. Have you have you thumbs up me? I feel you have. I probably have, yeah. Here's I mean, so and for anyone who actually knows me or David Lee Scales who is listening, none of this applies to you, right? Because <laughs> 
there's stuff that gets lost in my text feed. I'm not doing this to anyone right now. Just right, of course, on not. the record. Yeah, David Lee, are you doing this to anyone on never. the Never. I would never. <laughs> it's the ultimate curtain pullback. But but I mean, that's what ends up happening, right? Is I'm cooking dinner. So then at some point it's like I've, I've and then we're eating dinner and then I'm putting yeah. the kid to sleep and then whatever. Now it's nine o'clock at night and I'm not even looking at my phone anymore. So I might see that you replied five times to yep. my last one. And I don't want to be rude and just leave you hanging. So I'll give you a thumbs up on the final one. And then I'm moving on. I really feel that you're and my both love of lack of communication is what ties us together. It very well could be. Um, what, for two guys who talk to each other 90 minutes every week face-to-face, that's good I, enough. I don't think you could say. I mean, that's more than enough. That's way more than I talk to my own wife, probably. Yeah, no, it's really great. Like, for the listener, David Lee will, like, yeah, the people who come up and think we're, like, hanging out all the time, like, I'll get that regularly. Like, you guys are, that's so sweet. And I'm like, yeah, no, David Lee Scales texts me day before, maybe two days before. This time I say yes. And then we get on and we go deep. We talk it out. And then yep. that's, that's all we and need. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, but that's the only way we can survive nowadays. I'll be honest. I'm not anti-communication. It's just, there's too many forms of it. Like you're right. At any given time, I have 20 dms in one of my instagram accounts that i have not replied to often they're five days old it just takes me forever to catch up and if you do reply they reply so and, then that becomes 20 more you know what i mean it, and then and that's and then there's emails so the text messages that you're talking about first of all i'll never answer my phone if you call me i will never answer and so the text messages on top of the emails on top of the dms it's all too much but and back to our dear dear friend needing oh, yeah. advice yeah. it is you slow you slow like this bro he's not like you've done the yards already you've already assessed him as hey man don't need this guy in my life all good that partner and this dude's wife are cool all good that our 18 months old are good uh, this dude is not for me. Slow roll him. That's it. I'm going to go a step further. Yes to all of that. And if this idiot does not get the message and the hint by applying the strategies that we've already given you, then turns out you definitely don't want to be spending time with that dude. Absolutely. And when I say go a step further, I'm going to say his wife made a terrible decision to marry and have children with him. And so you don't really want your wife being involved with that wife either, nor do you want your kids hanging out together. So you're saying people are scourge on humanity. Thing. You you're might saying, have to, okay, we're out. We're, you as might a have family, to turn to your wife out. and be like, I know that you like that mom. She has not revealed herself to you yet. I have seen their ways. We don't want to be associated with this family. We're out. Man. That is the heaviest tools to live by. I feel that it's because, ever been dropped. Because the texting tells you everything. It's like if you go on a date and somebody's rude to the waiter, what do you need to go spend 10 to 20 years married to that person to figure out they're a dick? No, no, you know, right out of the gates. They told me on date one, I got the information I need.
I do need our friend, though, to chime back in. How did he surf? What was he <laughs> surfing? Right? Like, if this did guy he show was, up with a soft top, if he showed up with a soft top, then I fully say, like, nuke the whole family. If this dude showed up, though, no, he, he was on a, he was, had a 6 2 Channel Islands, like, whatever, pro, uh, ripped, then I'll say, okay. Then no. you need you need to put your big boy pants on and make friends with this dude. If he no, risks, I disagree, I disagree because what? I've met our, I've met... our one principle, no. our one principle, David Lee Scales ripping dude. covers all sins. But I've met those dudes too, where it's like they're a full grown adult, but they're trying to rip too hard. No, no. Like they're forty five years old, but do and they? They're really they're really focused. Well, look, maybe they do kind of rip, but it's like. You're trying way too hard for being your age and having your obligations and stuff. Like, take a chill pill, dude. Why are you paddle battling with a 22-year-old? I get like, all of the chill. artifice, but if they are ripping, if that dude is paddle battling with a 22-year-old, but then getting that wave and wha-pow, wha-pow <laughs> into like a knock-knee barrel coming out, I'm like, okay, we're friends. Like, I, nothing I can do. Ripping, let's just I be guess... honest, ripping covers a multitude of sins. You're right. There's a version of it that I guess you're right. I would respect and be like, holy cow, that guy still got it. It's, but there's a version that I've also seen that is undignified. I hear where, where it's like there's there's no version where ripping is undignified. Like if they're actually ripping, there's no version where trying to rip, pretending to rip, like having had ripped, all of these are undignified. Okay. Ripping. Mm -hmm. Anonymous, is. anonymous, please write back in this week. We need to get to the bottom. How did he surf and what type of board was he riding? And we will go deeper next week. Yes, because I, I like from what I'm hearing, though, our dear anonymous, uh, if this guy ripped would not have been riding in in the first place. I guarantee I will guess this guy was riding a uh, not a mid, but some like a crowd killer some like bigger board and very clearly not ripping the guy had the he's looking for set. he's looking for surf buddies let's be if honest the guy had the skill set and the wherewithal and all that were required to actually be ripping he wouldn't be texting you multiple times a day let's get precisely no those I aren't mean, the same guy which once again i feel that there's one truth on this program ripping you rip you can do whatever you want man all except, is forgiven except be racist all is forgiven <laughs> all right well racist. with that i have an epic pros in the wild that has to wait until next week because we have hit the 60 minute mark and we have dad duties to get to on an evening so instead of pros in the wild which we'll save uh we're gonna go to commercial break and then come back with barrel or not When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. 
Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInJobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Chaz, back from commercial, marveling at the doppelgangerness of John John Florence and John John Daly. I mean, one in the same, two people, one soul, one face. You know how they say like apes have 95% the same genetic makeup as homo sapiens? Yep. Those two, it's 100%. 100%. It's 99.9999999. Like they have the same bloodline. I wonder, do you think that John John Florence great guy i have no doubt do you think his wife when she thinks okay we're having a kid soon for sure they are right i'm they're not pregnant as there's no news about them being pregnant but let's presume they're going to aim to have kids at some point let's assume does she look down the barrel of this pipe no pun intended and think john daly but i suppose if he did like, okay, I'm either going to get an epic surfer or a legendary golfer. Let's go. Not, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. It's, it's all way. gold at that yeah. point. Uh, but she does, I think, look at John John daily and be like, this is what my future holds if my John John Florence puts on some weight. And starts smoking cigarettes and like drinks like too much, right? Like I feel uh, if you're yeah, her, you're like, hey, yeah, hubby let's keep it with outside of the ciggies and the booze whatever keep keep surfing eight hours a day surf eight hours a day and then yeah chase that with a spam wasabi or chase that with a pokey whatever you want some pokey just steer clear of heavy booze and cigarettes because otherwise gonna look like john john daly all right except you they all already do look exactly alike they already do do. it's shocking it's shocking that an old man who's fat looks like a young man who's skinny and they look exactly the same okay listener feedback hello longtime listener writing to tell you how spot on your past advice has been regarding the middle seat on an airplane i've been following chaz's adamant advice that the person in the middle seat gets both armrests and i must agree that he couldn't be more correct. I've been following this advice and have been also been silent, a silent judge and jury for my fellow passengers while I'm on the middle, while I'm in the middle seat. I have come to some conclusions. 
as I sit on an airplane flying from LAX to Boston, watching my fellow com comrade in the middle seat, enjoying both armrests while he shoots out a few texts before we take off. The world is in good hands. Work, Jason. Yes. Congrats. It's, it's totally true. That dude gets both. And in these trying times, let's be honest, there is everything is topsy-turvy now. This is a truth. Middle dude gets armrests. Absolutely. Yeah. No question about it. They earned it. That's the worst seat on the plane. You get ever both armrests. All right. Barrel or non, number one, coming from the listener line. Chaz and David, barrel or nah, bringing wax out into the lineup on purpose in your boardy pocket or, you know, maybe your wetsuit, you kind of stuff it in the zipper, like the front zip zipper pocket where you put your key. Uh, I've done this on purpose and not maybe new board, like the wax is just not there yet. So you, you know, throw a bar of wax in your pocket and while you're out there, you might scuff it up, rub it up, you know, but something I don't do every time. It's not like mandatory to bring wax with you out surfing. Generally, you just get that done in the parking lot or on the beach or whatever. Also coming from the Gulf Coast of Mexico, the longboarding hot dogging dang capital of the world. Hot dogging is is just longboarding, man. That's that's longboarding. You're out there, good, bad, and ugly. It's hot dogging, and if you're really good at hot dogging a longboard, you are known as the hot dogging Jesus, which Devin Howard is like ultimate top king yogi hot dog Jesus of. America, um, but it can only be done on a longboard. Mid lengths are just like this. You can rip a mid length. You can only hot dog a longboard. A longboard can only be hot dogged. Felipe Toledo has never hot dogged anything, but maybe a hot dog itself eating one. All right, boys, keep up the work. Cheers. You can't be more Go thankful ahead. for our listeners. A eh? like he said what we jibber jabbered about clearly cleanly and truly last week right it's true you can only hot dog along like listening to him talk yes that's why we came up with a bunch of other sausages yeah i told you i was coming prepared this week right i've got yeah. a list okay now i've got a list but we're going to assign different lengths of surfboards and style of surfing later but i'm okay. at least going to present the list yes got it sausages to his uh, early point, though, uh, Barrel and Ah bringing wax into the lineup. Back to ripping. Barrel, if you rip, if you bring wax in the lineup and you're waxing your board and then you're like bogging and doing half turns, no barrel. You better, like, if you're bringing wax, you better be throwing full reverse airs out the back. You better be like, blowing up because you need that extra traction for something other than bogging a turn. I hate to um, offer practical advice because I like to just make a bold statement with these barrel and raws. But the reality is there's sometimes where you need to bring wax in the lineup. Like if there's somewhere where, where in between, I always wax the board you. of the car, first of all, always. Where me? Where do we need to bring wax in the lineup? If you're I know walking, hot water, da 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 melty, no. blah. If between your car and the beach, there is some that something that you're walking through that is either going to get on your feet like mossy rocks 
or sometimes like a wax job that is old, like an old board that's in the garage and has an old wax job on it. You put a layer of wax at the car, but somehow that kind of gets dissipated when you're paddling out. And after your first couple of waves, like it doesn't stick to the original, the old wax very well. So you get a couple of waves under your belt. It gets some salt water and some sand in it. And it needs a new layer of wax after two or three waves. Let's be honest, David Lee Scales. How many times has your wax job uh, you blown away because of it? Uh, it's happened. Sure. It's, I, I've always surfed crappy regardless of how good the wax job is. So there's that. But sometimes it needs a fresh layer of wax after a few waves is on sand. I hear you. And I'm going to say, if you're going to be in the line of doing that, you better air reverse on your next wave. If you're, yeah. if you are going to bring a bar of wax in the lineup, this is, this is my bar. Your next wave better be an air reverse. When you okay. do that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that bro needed extra traction. Otherwise for me, I could have a naked board out there, not one drop of wax and serve roughly the same that I serve with the wax. All right. I feel that is like 95% of surfers. We're going gnaw. Use your fingernails to scratch up the... Scratch track. it up. If you yeah. blew it somehow and you want to blame your wax, even though it wasn't the wax's fault, just fingernail it up. All right. Barrel or non number two coming from Jason Momoa and water. Like water plus electrolytes or... No, no, no. Just water sold in a can, like liquid death or whatever else they have nowadays. Oh, I mean, I love... Yeah, if you're... If you're okay, my goodness. So here's the thing. Uh, I teach, I'm a teacher, David Lee Scales. Don't know if you knew this. Uh, have taught today. Was up in Los Angeles all day with seven children. The water bottle thing, the people's need, kids need for water all the time is idiotic. You don't need that much water. Somehow water has become the thing, your water. Just like David Lee Scales is drinking <laughs> water right now. Water, 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 water. No. This is what I've always taught myself. And this is the another tools to live by. Bearwatches.com. Get yourself a bear watch. Uh treat yourself like a camel, man. Water's going away. The global warming, all this. Train yourself not to drink water anymore. Have your Shit. glass a day. Water. So all to say, no. Jason Moa's damn new water. Yes. If you go replace all the plastic water bottles, plastic is the problem here, right? But everybody's addiction to water. Knock your dang addiction to water off. Stop drinking water. We survived without it when we were children. Yes. Maybe you get a hit off the garden hose in the middle of a long day yes. in the summer heat after playing football for eight hours like that was it and we survived everybody was okay nobody yeah. you don't need to be drinking water 24 hours a day somehow the military industrial water complex has taken over everything where it's water 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 no stop well, drinking water in the can i'm going no barrel specifically because nothing tastes better out of a can literally nothing like except except beard, for the plastics, I will give. Well, plastics, I will give them yeah. this: is get rid of plastics, right? Sure, like that's no fine. Plastic. That's fine. Can is better than plastic. Gotcha. But nothing tastes better out of a can. Like yeah. Soda, 
doesn't. Beer nope. doesn't. Nope. I can't think coffee definitely doesn't. Nope. Wine, absolutely not. Like nope. nothing. Once the taste of metal hits your lips, whatever passes through it is somehow degraded, degraded by that. Precisely. So here's how you save the world is by stop drinking water. Uh, you and I should do it. There's yeah. I mean, there was somebody who did the drink water campaign. It was like, don't buy stuff, just drink whatever water at home yeah. or whatever. No, my campaign is do not drink water. You don't need that. Go down to the sink in the morning or your whatever water system you have. Drink a glass of water. You're good for the day. That's all the water a, you need. There was a great documentary 10 years ago about how beer saved the world because like through the middle ages and stuff where like water was contaminated and people yeah. would die of it, you know, from trying to drink it, uh, beer was safe yeah. because of the Fermented. process that it went through to get brewed. So it was like, you got hydration from it. And so it saved humanity. I mean, I think you and I should do PSAs as we should tag on the PSA of John, John Florence is John Daly with stop drinking water. Everyone all right, you've had let's enough. Do it. Starting we, next week. We have all had enough. No more water. Starting next week. Yep. All right. Final barrel or not comes from a listener email. He says, good afternoon. Been surfing since my late teens. I'm now in my late thirties and fully went into learning the history of Hawaii and origins of surfing. Shout out to Matt Warshaw for doing a lot of the research for me. When things have gotten serious with my girlfriends in the past, we fantasize about Hawaii as the perfect romantic getaway. I can get my waves, she can get some time on the beach, romantic sunsets, etc. With all this said, it's never panned out. In fact, I have a streak of planning trips, booking and paying for them, and in the time before our flight departs, we inevitably break up. Three trips to Hawaii have been planned and three relationships have ended. No joke. I'm zero for three and starting to think it's a cos there's cosmic meaning. Now, I'm in a great relationship with somebody amazing. She even surfs and supports my surfing quest. She just announced the ultimate birthday surprise for me. You guessed it. We're going to Hawaii for a long birthday weekend. I feel good about the relationship. Fantastic about her as a girlfriend and... I'm feeling pretty confident with the idea of Hawaii, partially because she's the one who booked it, but I can't help but have my track record lingering in the back of my mind. So boys, barrel or not, nah, being an adult who believes in curses. Thanks, gents, work. This is one of the heaviest barrel and ahs we've ever had. Yeah? I think so. Uh, it is barrel. To be an adult who believes in curses. Ooh. Like, what else are you going to do? I mean, you can say, ah, like, you can say whatever you want. But when the lights turn out, when the pressure's on, when the something is going to happen, yeah, believe in that curse. You can break the curse. You're this saying no. This might be, the, well, this might be the ultimate partner for him. She's going to break the curse. She sure. booked the trick. She did it on her own accord. She is the ultimate one. This is the identifier. You've always wanted to go to Hawaii. You were working too hard to do it on your own. And that that's where the curse was born out of. This woman comes in from left field. She's going to help you get to your destination and do it for you. Completely. But I will also say the curse exists. I believe, like, I will say, 
I mean, I feel you feel differently that you would yeah. say, no, this is all just in your mind. This is all random. I don't think it's random. I would look a little bit deeper into what was happening in those relationships that led to the end, because I'm not sure that Hawaii was reaching out from, you know, the great beyond to thwart your travel adventures with your romantic partner. I think it was more something was actually there that was a problem and you didn't identify it early enough. Per the barrel or not, though, I will say yes. Adult believing that curses exist is a full barrel. They do. do like in the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, that's a like. I think I feel as curses as. Oh, I I guess I don't believe in curses in that way that something is cursed. Like so, yeah. I mean, I guess for this listener, no, Hawaii is not cursed, right? But there could be stuff around Hawaii and you that, but you need like the magical partner to deal with this. Uh, I will say the, all of this, like nothing is like just, okay. Yeah. It's all empirical scientific evidence of da da da. Clearly not. No. Oh, for th oh, for three is Something. more than coincidence. Yeah. It's statistically like uh deviant, you know? Yeah. So I, there might be something there. He needs to look into his own family background. Maybe there was something, maybe somebody did something to defile Hawaiian land way. His grandfather went there and did something horrific. His you know? grandfather oh, so went and found a tiki necklace and then went and surfed in the surfing competition with the tiki necklace on. And then... Do you remember the Brady Bunch episode when the Brady's no. went to Hawaii? I don't even know what that? a tiki necklace is. Oh, do you don't remember that Brady Bunch episode? No. Brady, the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii. Greg Brady found a tiki necklace, like a little tiki head necklace, and then went and surfed and was going to win a competition in Hawaii surfing. But yeah, whatever. This tiki, the whole thing, it's like a two episode special. Watch wow. it. Yeah. This is very similar to the pros in the wild that I had scheduled for today. Yeah. But I guess we'll leave it as a cliffhanger teaser for next week. Yeah. But barrel on believing in curses, you bro. But you also got... bear also barrel on your girlfriend booking this trip for you. Precisely. And go and have at it, it. Because if this is not, if this doesn't work out, if she is not a curse breaker, you want to be married to a curse or not that you're gonna get married, but you want to be with a curse breaker. So do you have any curses in your life that you are scared of that you're actively avoiding? Never, but I always think like I've gotten more weirdly superstitious as I've gotten older, not in terms of like personal stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like hmm. just with the kid, I guess a lot yeah. of like her hopes and dreams and then all like attach a lot more to that because yeah like she applied for the paris opera ballet right which is right. like nobody gets into that thing and so she applied and then weirdly a french song came on spotify after and i thought oh. mm. so it's that kind of stuff right where never before did i ever think any of this but now with stuff that I think I want stuff more for her than I ever wanted yeah. for myself. And so then I'll try to attach extra meaning. Like even yesterday, 
was at a library where there was a magic eight ball. So I, is she going to get a pair of Shook it. And like, actually, what did it say? It said something like, of course, or something. Uh, yeah. When did you get the results? Oh, uh, March 16th, I think, but she already, Jesus. but yeah, that one's hard, but kid already sent it. She got into school American ballet with a scholarship, which is like, yeah, not a need-based scholarship, a merit where they're looking at her, which is, this is the one school was American that, ballet. Was that the New San York. Francisco audition? Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. But it's in New York, but this is the premier American school, best school ever. Love every bit of it. I don't get me started about the school of American ballet, but yeah. Amazing. With a scholarship. I'm, I'm going to go play some Serge Gainbourg tonight, just in her honor. Exactly. Try I've to only, juice the gods. I've legit. So yeah, to our dear listeners point again, I've only been listening to French music since then. Just not, you know, I'm already tired. Like this kid, Balanchine, she's in like, this is where I want her anyway, New York, but this Paris opera. Do you remember, um, you know, that Carla Bruni? Yeah, of course. I love Carla Bruni. How good is that first album that she put out? Epic. It's Absolutely. unbelievable. Absolutely epic, epic, epic. And the fact that she was France's first lady for a number well, of she years. Was like a, she was like a harlot, dare I say, before that. She was like the Paris Hilton prior to that. I mean, she, I think she's the heir to Firestone or yeah. not Firestone, Pirelli. Pirelli, maybe it is. But then epic, like an absolute who like her singing is unbelievable. Epic. And then married whoever, whoever the prime minister was. Berlusconi. Yeah, Berlusconi. And so, I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. Carla but Bruni when... is one of my favorite, favorite, favorites of favorite, which makes me so mad. Why doesn't America have this kind of political stuff? Well, so it literally, she was the equivalent of Paris Hilton in terms of like, just being a socialite who's out doing her thing. And then she releases an album. Paris Hilton goes and becomes a DJ, you know, but Carla Bruni's album is unbelievable. Like the first album, the other ones haven't been so great, but the first album was just like like the greatest album of all time. You never would have seen it coming. And then she married Berlusconi after that. I mean, I wish, I hope that you can throw the Carla Bruni song, the, the, Really good one. The, t- the yeah, title but, uh, track. I mean, all of them. That one. This is the title track. Yeah, epic. Want to play like... out the the show with that song? Yes, please. Okay, we'll close out the show with that song. Okay, just so listeners can can appreciate it. Enjoy. All right. Well, hey, it's been a massive show. You asked at five thirty. Will this be a good show or not? I said it's going to be the best show we've ever done. I think it was. Thank you, one. <laughs> water thank you water that you were i should have known when you went into the rant late saying i don't drink any water i never drink water i should have known that wasn't water in your glass <laughs> all right well beachgrit.com go watch the wsl watch it all burn down they're going to start pipe in four days looks Who like cares? it's going to run and uh yeah until then we'll be back here next week though with the grit every week because we don't miss an episode but until then it worked on me dit que nos vies ne valent pas grand-chose Elles passent en un instant comme fanent les roses On me dit que le temps qui glisse est un salaud Que de nos chagrins il s'en fait des manteaux Pourtant quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore C'est quelqu'un qui m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore Serait-ce possible alors 
On dit que le destin se moque bien de nous Qu'il ne nous donne rien et qu'il nous promet tout Paraît que le bonheur est à portée de main Alors on tend la main et on se retrouve fou Pourtant quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore C'est quelqu'un qui m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore Serait-ce possible alors Serait-ce possible alors Mais qui est-ce qui m'a dit que toujours tu m'aimais Je ne me souviens plus, c'était tard dans la nuit J'entends encore la voix, mais je ne vois plus les traits Il vous aime, ses secrets, ne dites pas que je vous l'ai dit Tu vois, quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimais encore Mais l'a-t-on vraiment dit que tu m'aimais encore Serait-ce possible alors Elle passe en un instant comme fan les roses Me dit que le temps qui glisse est un salaud Que de nos tristesses il s'en fait des manteaux Pourtant quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimais encore C'est quelqu'un qui m'a dit que tu m'aimais encore Serait-ce possible alors mmh, mmh, mmh. 